It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Matcha. So good. Matcha Love. Yes, I love it. No, Matcha Love, the brand. Oh, yeah. Matcha Love, made with real Japanese matcha. It's rich, smooth, perfect for hot or cold brewing. Matcha's great because it's rich in vitamin C and EGCGs. What do you like to make with it? I like to make matcha lattes. I'm all about making smoothies. Why wouldn't you be? Get 25% off all Matcha Love products at Ituin.com using code CRIME. That's code C-R-I-M-E at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and itoin.com. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Zarin Burnett. Elizabeth Clyde Dutton. You know what's ridiculous? I do! Okay, hit me. Jerry Orbach. Go on. Yes, R.I.P. to the man, the myth, the legend. Love him. I know you love him. So I, I found this fun fact out, and I wanted to lay it on you. Mm-hmm. You know he was a Broadway actor, right, before he was on Law & Order? Yes. Okay, and so mm-hmm. do you ever hear that he was? Uh, he played Kid Sally Palumbo in the, the play The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight? No, I didn't know. It was 1971. It was interesting because the role was based on a, a real gangster named Joseph Crazy Joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. No, Joseph Crazy Joey Gallo was actually a friend of Jerry Orbach's. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, Jerry Orbach's, like, uh, it's interesting that he plays a cop because he was friends with this mobster. But not only was he friends with him, he was so tight with this guy. They were out together on the night that Joey Gallo was whacked in <gasps> 1972. Oh, no. And not only that, but when asked about it, Jerry Orbach refused to cooperate with the police and give them any eyewitness details or anything helpful. Well, because he wants to live, too. Not only that, when asked about it, when the all of the risks to his safety were gone, the statute of limitations were gone, all the mobsters were dead and gone, he took this secret to his grave. Wow. Yes. So apparently... He was tight with a real live mobster <laughs> named Crazy Joey Crazy and Joey. held his secrets to his deathbed. I Respect. love that. That is ridiculous. Right? Do you want to know what else is ridiculous? Yeah, I'm here for it. Doing it all for the gram and then losing it all because of the gram. <laughs> <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Damn right you are. (laughs) Saren. Yes? I I have for you an artist. Really? No, I'm not doing another art crime. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. No, (laughs) this is a con artist. Ah, my kind of artist. A brazen con artist who's part of a much larger net of con artists and criminals. I'm talking about... Internet scammers. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of scamming on the internet, no? I've heard this. Yeah. I mean, I've never come across it personally, but I've heard this. It's perfect for scamming. Yes. Because you got the anonymity, uh-huh. the distance involved, mm-hmm. the levels of experience and comfort online. Yes. Some people know, some people do not know. Right. And if you have savvy criminals and naive, newly digital folks, yes. you got crime. It'd be like if you were on the freeway and you could just put a stick out and take something for someone's car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And like, you know all about the Nigerian prince scams. Yeah, I'm familiar. I mean, I guess. I, yeah, you're okay, familiar. I You've fell, heard of them. So I fell victim to that scam twice. Why are you bringing this up? 
I don't. I didn't want to hash up. I should have given yeah, you a trigger like, warning. Oh, you know about internet well, scams there, and I try to play it off and act like, yeah, I've heard of them, Elizabeth. And you're I like, think... Nigerian print scams. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know how terrible my memory is. Yes. I think one of us, probably you, talked about the Nigerian romance scammers. Yeah, I've, I've brought it up. I think during the uh, year. Uh, the year and, and, yeah. So anyway, these are common. Yes, um, very common. In fact, so much so that they become a trope. Yes. And in, in what I want to tell you about today, there's a nice influencer overlap as well. Ooh, I love this. I know. You know I can't stand influencers. Yes, I know this. Yeah. I refuse to be influenced is basically <laughs> what it comes down to. I don't want to see you someone... You are stubborn and churlish no. and you are refuse to listen. No, I don't want to see anyone prancing around in like pricey vacation spots with their rump hanging out. <laughs> you just want to see the, not for me. the pricey vacation spot. No, I don't want to do any part of that. I don't want to see him like carrying a Chanel bag uh-huh. mid-skip in front of a posh London town house. You just want to see the small animal that's inside the bag? Yes, I want to f- liberate the small animal. <laughs> Everything is always in that like oversaturated tone in oh, these yeah. pictures. When I see the Instagram photos like that, mm-hmm. all I can think of is what it looked like when they were trying to get that shot. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of like how when I hear a jingle on the radio or TV, like if I watch TV, mm-hmm. all I can do is imagine someone in the studio recording it. Like, grab your keys, come on, let's go. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great, Steve. But can we take that again? Yeah, any notes? Yeah, give me a little more of the growl on the grab. Make it come alive. Give it some oof. I want to feel the burn of gunning a Toyota Corolla on the open highway. <laughs> you got it. Grab your keys, come on, let's go. I did that That's for you. it. See, that's it. We got it. So anyway, back to influencers. Good news, people. We got it. <laughs> the multiple takes. Yes. Um, seriously, if you ever want, like listen to the radio, all I can think of is someone sitting in a studio. I want those baby bags. You've seen that, right? Seen they showed that. the recording of that one. Right, it was so right. good. People, they're like, we need to see exactly. the footage. But so when you have the influencers online with the pictures, they have the multiple takes. Like oh. you've got like the beleaguered friend or assistant trying to direct them. Okay. I've got a friend who is basically this, an Instagram influencer. And I'm not going to name names and hopefully they won't figure out who I'm talking about, but I'll take the chance. Uh-huh. And uh, I've had to take photos for them in public places. And the thing that they do that always kills me is that we'll be sitting there like, oh, can you take this photo? And I'm like, I know you're disappointed that I'm the one taking this photo. So let's see if we can do this. I'll take like nine or 12. I know none of them are going to be good. Maybe you'll get one you like. So I'm trying to lean into the thing that you hate. I'm willing to give it a go. But then they throw me off because they will fake a moment. I'm like, no, just like, just be. I'll take photos of you being. Yeah. They're like, no, no, here, ready? And then they'll act like they're talking to someone off screen, like Nathan Fielder. And I'm like, what the hell is this? They like, just be. I, I, right. I, I could do a candid shot. Right. But no, they're like, no, I'm going to do fake candid here. I think this is my good angle. See, and, and the then toss the head back or, or the yeah. fake laugh and there's no one. Yeah. I like when the little skinny gals pose with some like crazy concoction that's like cake and syrups and ice cream mm-hmm. and like somehow Chocolate coffee fudge, yeah. and sprinkles and candy bars. And it's in that appealing color palette mm-hmm. and it's like 9,000 calories. And then they look like they're about to take a big bite but in reality they just take the picture and then throw it in the trash even though it costs like 35 bucks it probably tastes like sugar garbage. they don't even give it to like a teenager outside no they just the dump thing. it and keep yeah. moving yeah so there's like the multiple attempts to get a shot of someone jumping in the surf oh, in an yes. abandoned tropical paradise oh yes trying not to look like a drowned rat uh-huh. there's also like the guys in the ill-fitting suits like what's up with like the clam digger suits like oh, that's what like the, you hulked out and grew out of a suit. No, that is a bad American attempt to do the European suit. Right, but it's always it's like, too, to be like too too know, tight across. We've the middle. noticed that their suits ride high on the ankle bone, so we're like, okay, everything needs to ride high. The, the know, sleeves, the collar. <laughs> you know, who's really bad about that, who? and who I really want to eventually do an episode on. It's probably going to be like a year or two. Tell me, George Santos. Oh, yeah. Like oh. he's got like this. He thinks skinny jeans or suit slacks. Like, yeah, don't do that. I'm going on record. You know who also used to do this? John Wayne. He was known for making Edith Head and whatever other designers put his clothing a little bit smaller than would be appropriate for a man his size because it made him look bigger. Look like he was like, I'm just hulking out. I'm just erupting. Also, he rode smaller horses so he looked bigger than oh other God. people on a horse. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. So there's, there's a history. So here we are. I promise you I'm getting somewhere with this. Sure. Let's talk about Ray Hush Puppy. <laughs> what the hell? Ray Hush Puppy? That's Hush Puppy with an I, by the way. Do not tell me that Hush Puppy is a name. of. It's not like, Ray. oh, we took a word and we said Hush Puppy. No, no, no. Ray and then Hush Puppy, all one word, but yeah. a Y is not there. It's an I. He did not found the shoe company Hush Puppy. No, he did not. He was oh, born. Oh, thank God. Ray- I was going to lose my mind <laughs> if he's founded Hush Puppy. No, he was born Raymond Abbas mm-hmm. in 1982 in Nigeria. Okay. And he was known as a Yahoo boy. Oh. And that's the Nigerian term for men who commit those romance yeah. scams um, by stealing identities. And then they swindle 
they're none the wiser lovers. So his street name in the online world was Hush Puppy. <laughs> is Ray Hush Puppy. Okay. And then he just went by Hush Puppy. And so <laughs> they have a name for this, the Yahoo Boys. Who knew? Apparently people. People knew. So a boss, of course, he had an Instagram account. Okay. In the bio, he said he was a real estate developer. Hmm. I mean, aren't we all? Aren't we all just developing the real estate of our hopes and dreams, <laughs> our futures and vibes? I'm just really trying to dress up the curb appeal of my future. Exactly. So he was all about that influencer life, like once he'd fleeced the lovelorn. Sure. So his account was full of shots of him living the good life. He's hanging out with Nigerian sports stars and celebrities. Mm -hmm. um, Go Super Eagles. Did you know there's a BBC News pigeon? What? Yeah. What are you saying to me right now? P-I-D-G-I-N. Oh, it's yeah, okay. <laughs> I wish you would hit that D a little harder. It's the online news service of West Africa. Yes, I am familiar. I'm yeah, totally it's familiar. phenomenal. Yes. Like, I didn't know this. And so it's all written in that. And then anyway, yeah. so Hush Puppy, Hush Puppy with an I. Uh -huh. His Instagram isn't up anymore, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, usually when there's criminal activity. Yeah, so, but when it was, yes. you'd catch him striking poses in front of or inside jets. Oh, yes. A lot of private jets. A lot of private jets. A That's a very jets, popular yes. influencer move. You know, they rent them out for photos. Oh, they do? Yeah, in L.A., you can go down to the airport, like Burbank Airport, and you can take a photo that's inside a Learjet for, for like 50 bucks or see, whatever. See, that's all I'm imagining now is anytime I see a picture like that, I'm going to imagine someone like going and sitting and then posing and Okay, now do you remember when people would like, want to get like rent a limo to go to like a prom? Yeah. Right? And like, so some comedian, I don't remember who said it, they're like, oh, you, you rented a limo? I have $100 too, right? <laughs> that's all I ever see when I see a photo of Learjet. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So like, Or like he'd be all mid-stride into a helicopter. Mm -hmm. um, and he'd do like the whole cupcake hands. You know what yeah. that is? Uh, no. Is it where you put your hands down faceward or something? Yeah. It's a, it's a child pageant thing. He didn't do that. Wait, is it really? It's called cupcake hands. For children? Yeah, when the, the like, kitty pageant girls, they put their hands, like, parallel to the floor, their arms straight down, hands parallel Why to the floor. Why cupcake? Like, so you, I like, don't the know. cupcake you can't touch? You're like, this is a cupcake that's forbidden. I don't know. God, but the that's flat hands, sick. that's weird. Yeah, I don't know, but it's called cupcake hands, and I said it, and it just, it's not in this. Okay. But whatever. So he's posing in front of fancy cars, like sure. Ferraris, Bentleys. McLarens and yeah, Bugattis. Rolls Royce. Maybachs. He bragged about shopping at... Versace, Gucci, Gucci, Louis, Louis, Fendi, Fendi, Prada. <laughs> that was a great song, wasn't it? Yes. Um, he always used the hashtag, hashtag all mine. Oh, God. When flaunting the luxury goods. So all lie. All, all lies. And so he'd be dashing off from his waterfront apartment at the ritzy Palazzo Versace in Dubai. Palazzo at this point is just always a BS Dude, word. This... If you see Palazzo, just know that you're paying to see that yeah, word. This place is the tackiest of the tackiest. Of course. Palazzo Versace. Yes. Like, I would recount the whole John Mulaney thing about what a hobo imagines a rich person to be, <laughs> not the whole horse in the hospital thing. But I won't. And it's that. Um, so one time on Instagram, yes. he posted a video where he tossed around rolls of cash like confetti. Rolls? Like in, like bank rolls? Yeah. Okay. You know, y'all on the gram holding money to your ear, there's a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. I appreciate that, hope To quote the great Sean Carter, it's still the coldest insult. It is pretty I good. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do. You use it in like I do. We don't call that money day. over here. Uh, so a boss, a.k.a. Hush Puppy, uh -huh. Hush Puppy with an I, his Instagram account had 2.4 million followers. Kind of like me. Yeah, I'm sure you bought some, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't call those numbers over here. <laughs> um, I'm running the dozens, baby. Um, so let me give you a sample of an Instagram caption on his account. Oh, I was... I was afraid I would have to ask. It's so like chat GPT. Give me a, a really obnoxious Instagram. Yes. Quote, started out my day having sushi down at Nobu in Monte Carlo, Monaco, then decided to book a helicopter to have facials at the Christian Dior Spa in Paris, then ended my day having champagne in Gucci. See, I think a caption like this, what you don't recognize is, is it's kind of actually like a, like a BS filter where he's saying like, if you <laughs> are moved by this, you're a perfect mark. Totally. If you're not, I don't want any business with you exactly. because you'll be on my stuff and I don't need that. I need people who are dumb and they go, oh, really? Right. You're a Nobu in he, Monaco? He didn't He didn't limit himself to Instagram. No, I bet not. He was not. on Snapchat, too. I bet he was on everything with a little weird emoji. Exactly. So over on Snapchat, he called himself Billionaire Gucci Master. Uh -huh. The man loves the gooch. Of course. I mean, he's got good taste. I mean, I can't fault I, him that. I don't even Gucci's, know. I like Gucci. Well. For men's stuff, I don't know what it does for women's stuff. But for <laughs> men's stuff, Gucci's all right. So keep in mind, though. Yes. The people paying for this are women who think that they're in a serious relationship 
with a misunderstood guy who's just trying to get himself on his feet, like only if he had a little money to fund his startup or whatever. Yes. So all of this lifestyle is funded by these lonely hearts. Yes. Um, He (laughs) had all these posts Uh and that was great for the clout or what have you, but it was also great for the authorities. Oh, yeah. It was a receipt bank. Totally. So his posts and the records from his phone created a robust digital trail of evidence that allowed investigators to link him to many, many, many crimes. He had literally filmed his crimes. Completely. So, for example, a birthday post that showed off a cake with the Fendi logo on it, as well as a miniature of him surrounded by shopping bags, (laughs) helped investigators figure out his true date of birth on a previously made visa application. (laughs) So, wait, like one of those little, like, plastic grooms on top of a wedding cake, but it's a little him surrounded by little plastic bags? Totally, totally. (laughs) And you know how, like, Instagram lets you log in with either your email or your phone number? Sure. Well, the feds came calling and Meta handed those over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so federal officials, they linked that information to transfers and financial transactions with co-conspirators. Oh, wow. Huge dollar values. Oh, yeah. So in June of 2020, 37-year-old Abbas got pinched in the United Arab Emirates by law enforcement officials. His home was raided by local police. Oh, was he on like Interpol red list? Yes. So authorities seized 13 luxury cars worth $6.8 million, $41 million in cash, in cash. This is 2020. I don't have to do a conversion. This yeah, is $41 million in cash. Phones, computers, they all had materials on them That's with more nuts. than 100,000 fraud files and the addresses of almost 2 million possible victims. Yeah. Well, that means, it's a wide net. 2 yeah, million. I, that doesn't, it, the, 2 million is like if he had scammed all of Slovenia. Well, yeah, that's just his, it's like a leads list. It's not really, yeah, well, he hadn't yeah, contacted exactly. these people but yet. But see, like one man couldn't do all of no, that, No, that's of course. It's industrial scale. And we'll get to that. This we'll is like uh, always be closing. Right. So he was extradited to the U.S. on July 2nd, 2020. And after he got arrested, his Instagram account mm-hmm. gained 500,000 more followers. Gained. Gained. He got more followers. He didn't see it coming. Just two weeks before his arrest, he posted on Instagram, Thank you, Lord, for the many blessings in my life. Continue to shame those waiting for me to be shamed. Well, the wait is over. Like, so I like the idea that God's super petty and is, right? is a fan of the petty and is keeping score. Totally. Like, get on him, Mr. Yeah. Abbas. And God's like, Mm-mm, watch this. Yeah. Uh, so Gal Pazetsky is a, a hush puppy's attorney. Sure. Hush puppy with an eye. Refused to share how his client earns a living. Good. He told CNN that a boss makes money, uh, how he makes his money is going to be, quote, one of the main points of contention here. You think? <laughs> I bet it will be. And he, he, the attorney said that the arrest was actually a kidnapping. Daha. He was kidnapped by the authorities. Because he said that Dubai handed a boss over to the U.S. with no legal proceedings. Get you a new lawyer, son. Yeah. So since social media, the fatal toxin of our time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is sitting front row center here. Of course. Let's take a look at the Dubai police Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Because that's where we get news now, apparently. So they stated on Facebook that they arrested 11 other people during the raids. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just him. Dubai police had a whole operation going on working with the U.S. called Operation Fox Hunt 2. I'm not sure what happened in one, but (laughs) Operation Fox Hunt, too. So a boss, when he was arrested, there was another man arrested, too, this Nigerian guy by the name of Olaleko Jacob Ponle, a.k.a. Woodbury. 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 So according to prosecutors, a boss, quote, funded his luxurious lifestyle by laundering illicit proceeds generated by con artists who use increasingly sophisticated means. You know, Hush Puppy, Woodbury, and their co-conspirator, Cornbread, were often known to... That's Cornbread with a K. Hush Puppy with an I Uh was just the visible tip of the iceberg. Let's take a break. We'll do it for the gram. When we come back, I'll let you know what's under the water on this iceberg. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. 
Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome. Hey. Zarin. The Dubai police. Yes. Elizabeth, do you know about their supercar collection? Yes. Is that not ridiculous? It's they amazing. have like, you name a supercar, they have one and they race it in the desert because they have to catch people who drive supercars. Right. And they like have this guy. And they have the supercar graveyards, right? Yeah. Of all the people mm-hmm. who just like go belly up or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. And... They, definitely. They, ru- they ruin their McLarens and yeah. whatnots and just their Ferraris. Leave. And yes. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, wealth. Um, so when we left off, Mm-hmm. Ramon Abbas, known as Hush Puppy, yeah. Hush Puppy with an I, he'd been arrested in the UAE. The same month he was busted, a criminal complaint was filed alleging that he worked with a co-conspirator to launder funds from a $14.7 million heist of a foreign financial institution in 2019. Hmm. We'll hear more about that later. Okay. Um, he sent his co-conspirator the account details for a Romanian bank account and said it could be used for, quote, large amounts. Okay. Uh, he set up bank accounts in Dubai as a repository for all the dough that they'd stolen from U.S. victims. Huh. And on July 3rd, 2020, he appeared in federal court in Chicago, Illinois, accused of conspiring to launder hundreds of millions of dollars via schemes involving cybercrime. I was just about to say, it sounds like he's the the, the money man for all these things, more so than uh-huh. anybody. That's why they had the crazy numbers. Because you said $41 million, I'm like, that cannot be just his. No, that has no. to be a, like a group, and that has yeah. to be their their vault. Well, because that's the thing, is that prosecutors are like, he's not just the bilker of Lonely Hearts no, he's wearing the banker. Gucci and Sip and Dom. He <laughs> was one of the leaders of a global network yes. using what are called computer interviews. But also, he's like the Stringer Bell. He's the money person of this criminal well, organization, kind it feels of. like. Am you'll I see. wrong? No, you'll okay. see. So he's part of this, you know, group doing the computer intrusion. Sure. Um, or hackins, as we say on the street. And by <laughs> on the streets, I mean my driveway. Um, there was money laundering, business email compromise schemes, okay. uh, BECs, yes. um, to steal hundreds of millions of dollars. Elizabeth, what are BECs? Thanks for asking, gang. BEC <laughs> schemes yes. involve business email communications being rerouted to intercept wireless transfers. Yes. So all the cars and clothes and jets and jewelry and posh apartments were funded by these hacking schemes that ripped off millions of dollars from major U.S. and European companies. Mm-hmm. That's where the big money was coming from, not the just like chumps, uh, you know, no, the romance I, I, chumps. I didn't think that the money was coming from the romance chumps, but I was thinking that 
he is the banker for those big money moves mm-hmm. and that he's also the clearinghouse for the smaller money moves. Kind of, and yeah, if kind he's, of. If you, if you have $41 million, I'm yeah, just guessing. Yeah. It ain't just all yours. Yeah. So U.S. Attorney Nick Hanna said, quote, BEC schemes are one of the most difficult cyber crimes we encounter as they typically involve a coordinated group of con artists scattered around the world who have experience with computer hacking and exploiting the international financial system. So in 2019... Paul Delacourt of the FBI said that they recorded $1.7 billion in losses by companies and individuals who are victims of BEC scams. Dude. So all together now, dang. It's a lot. $1.7 billion. That's a huge— But this is where all the big stuff is. Like, I mean, the denial, like when they go out and they do the ransom attacks, that, you don't know how many billions are getting oh, exactly. on those ransoms. Exactly. Of like, do you want your stuff back? I yeah. mean, it's not just counties and hospitals. They're doing it to everybody they can. Exactly. So Abbas, he also got accused of conspiring to be part of a scheme to steal $124 million from an English Premier League soccer club. Wow. Sadly, the complaint didn't say which team was the target. Huh. It also didn't say whether or not the theft attempt was successful. So maybe, maybe not. I bet it's one of the mans. I'm kind of hoping it was Newcastle. Oh, really? Yeah. But I really, and I really like the name Crystal Palace, so I hope it wasn't them. (laughs) Anyway, according to a federal affidavit, a client of a New York-based law firm is one of the victims. And the client lost nearly a million dollars in 2019. The FBI said that a boss, hush puppy, Mm -hmm. with an I, and others tricked a paralegal at the firm into wiring money meant for a real estate refinance to an account a boss and his co-conspirators were using. So they sent fraudulent wire instructions to this paralegal in an email that appeared to be coming from a legitimate bank. Mm -hmm. It was, however, what we in the biz call spoofed. Um, (laughs) A boss, he sent his co-conspirator an image of the wire transfer confirmation for the transaction that was made. U.S. Attorney Nick Hanna said, quote, this case targets a key player in a large transnational conspiracy who is living an opulent lifestyle in another country while allegedly providing safe havens for stolen money around the world. As this case demonstrates, my office will continue to hold such criminals accountable no matter where they live. See, this is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, he's the bank. Yeah. U.S. Attorney Martin Estrada said, quote, money laundering and business email compromise scams are a massive international crime problem, and we will continue to work with our law enforcement and international partners to identify and prosecute those involved wherever they may be. I'm kind of surprised these guys got caught. Well, Instagram. So, Hush Puppy, he faced up to 20 years for these crimes. Yeah. November of 2020, one of his co-conspirators, Galeb Alumari of Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. he agreed to plead guilty to two counts of conspiracy to commit money laundering in two cases, one of which was filed in L.A. He copped to it. He admitted to being a high-level money launderer for multiple criminal enterprises, mm-hmm. um, and these included ATM cash-out operations. Elizabeth, what are ATM cash Elizabeth, out? I got a question for you. Yeah. What's an ATM cash-out operation? Thanks for asking, late Senator Ted Stevens of the great state of Alaska. <laughs> an ATM cash-out operation is an elaborate and choreographed dance routine involving the music of Lou Bega, specifically the song Mambo Number no. 5. Get out. No, I'm kidding. Oh. An ATM cash-out <laughs> is an elaborate and choreographed attack where criminals crack into bank uh, or card processing centers Mm -hmm. and then mess with fraud detection controls and alter customer accounts. So this makes it so there are no withdrawal limits on a bunch of ATMs in a short period of time. Wow, that's fun. Yeah. So Almari, he organized recruits to withdraw stolen cash from ATMs by providing bank accounts that had received funds from fraud schemes and cyber heists. And once the funds were in the accounts controlled by Almari, he would further launder the money through wire transfers, cash withdrawals, and exchanging the money for cryptocurrency. Oh. Crypto. I was you know that was, was going to come in. You knew it was bound to pop up yeah. sooner or later. So the funds laundered included those that came out of crimes committed in North Korea. Wow. Yeah. Which crime? Which crimes, Elizabeth, in well, North Korea? For example. They have crimes in North Korea? <laughs> there was a 2018 ATM cash-out theft from uh, Bank Islami in Pakistan. Uh-huh. Um, he also conspired with others to send spoofed emails to a Canadian university in 2017. Okay. And the emails looked like they were sent from a construction company trying to get paid for a building project. Hmm. So the university wired 11.8 million Canadian dollars, that's 9.4 million U.S., sure. to a bank account controlled by Alumeri and his co-conspirators, thinking that they were paying the construction company. Wow. You wire 11.8 million Canadian 
Well, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I'm saying is that we are shocked by it, but th- yeah. that, not on their budget. Uh-uh. I mean, their budget's billions of dollars. So sure. $11 million is not that much of their budget. Yeah. So I bet he didn't even have that much oversight. I bet it was Probably like one not. or two people who handled it. Yeah. He was also accused of having co-conspirators in the U.S. make multiple trips to Texas to impersonate wealthy bank customers. All howdy, partner, with a hat on. <laughs> with a thick Nigerian accent. So they had all these stolen identities. September 8th, 2021, as part of his sentence that covers both cases, Alamari was sentenced to 11 years hmm. and ordered to pay $30 million in restitution. So let's wind it back a little. That's 20, September 2021. Let's go back to February 17th, 2021 and go back to the North Koreans. Okay. So three North Korean computer programmers were charged for participation in a huge criminal conspiracy to pull off cyber attacks and steal and extort more than $1.3 billion with a B, Mm -hmm. in cash and crypto. So they then made and carried out a bunch of malicious cryptocurrency applications, and it was all a part of a scheme to develop and fraudulently market a blockchain platform. Really? Yeah. Acting U.S. Attorney Tracy Wilkinson said, quote, the scope of the criminal conduct by the North Korean hackers was extensive and long running, and the range of crimes they have committed is staggering. (laughs) The conduct detailed in the indictment are the acts of a criminal nation state that has stopped at nothing to extract revenge and obtain money to prop up its regime. I saw recently that Bitcoin is once again trending, like it's the price is going back up. Uh And I was like, How do they get enough fools to back together? (laughs) Like, how do they get the band back together to get the price up? They're all excited again. I was like, "Uh, how? (laughs) I mean, I understand what North Korea, North Korea looks at this and they're like, oh, yes, let's just run shop on these capitalists. But how can you continue this? I don't know. But so clearly, go on. Let me tell you more about what, you know, law enforcement in the U.S. had to say. Sure. So Assistant Attorney General Don Demers of the Justice Department's National Security Division said, he chimed in on this all, quote, as laid out in today's indictment, North Korea's operatives using keyboards rather than masks and guns are the world's leading 21st century nation-state bank robbers. The department will continue to confront malicious nation-state cyber activity with our unique tools and work with our fellow agencies and the family of norms abiding nations to do the same. What did the assistant director in charge of the FBI's L.A. field office, Don Alway, have to say about this, Zaren? I'm sure you were wondering. What you said. He said, (laughs) a boss leveraged his social media platforms to gain notoriety and to brag about the immense wealth he acquired by conducting business email compromise scams, online bank heists, and other cyber-enabled fraud that financially ruined scores of victims and provided assistance to the North Korean regime. So they all start all tying it together. Mm -hmm. They allege that John Chang Hyok... Kim Il and Park Jin Hyuk were members of the Reconnaissance General Bureau, RGB, mm-hmm. a military intelligence agency of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, North Korea. Sure. Like so they're cyber army. They're government hackers yeah. with a Z. So <laughs> North Korean military um, hacking units, they go by a grip of names. What are the, some of these names, Elizabeth? Lazarus Group. Uh-huh. Advanced Persistent Threat 38. Oh, wow. APT 38. Okay. Yeah, whatever. So... It was alleged that these groups engaged in a single conspiracy to steal data and money, cause damage, you know, otherwise further the strategic and financial interests of the North Korean government and its leader. Yeah, Kim bring Jong-un. down the capitalist pigs. It's, right. it's pretty straightforward. And the it's... indictment described all of the criminal cyber activities undertaken by the conspiracy, both in the U.S. and abroad, that were conducted either for revenge or financial gain. Okay. Do you want to hear them all? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, lay it on me. You totally do. You got time. Yeah, I do. Look at me. I'm a kind of guy. The cyber attack on Sony Pictures Entertainment in November of 2014. We need to cover that. In retaliation for the interview, the Seth Rogen James Franco movie about journalists who set up an interview with North Korean leader Kim Jong un only to be recruited by the CIA to assassinate him. Mm -hmm. Plus, on top of that, the December 2014 cyber attack on AMC Theaters, which had scheduled to screen the film. Yes. Oh, yeah. So then we go the 2015 intrusion of Mammoth Screen which was producing a fictional series about a British nuclear scientist taken prisoner in North Korea. You know that the North Koreans have a, a very special place for American cinema. So mm-hmm. to be to have it turn on them and say, oh, we're going to have these two bozos kill the, the premier of North Korea. Yeah. And when it's, he's like, my father taught me to love and respect exactly. film. How dare it you? It was a betrayal. I'm going to bring you to your knees. <laughs> I get it. I can see, like, yeah. why why start with that hornet's nest? <laughs> so 2015 through 2019, they made attempts to steal over $1.2 billion yeah. from banks in Africa, Bangladesh, Malta, Mexico, Taiwan, and Vietnam by hacking the bank's computer networks and sending fraudulent Society of Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications, SWIFT, 
messages. Oh, yeah. Okay. They did the cash-out scams, the ATM cash-out scams. Mm -hmm. Um, The government was calling them fast cash. One was in October of 2018, $6.1 million from Bank Islami in Pakistan, as I said. Sure. Um, they created WannaCry 2.0 ransomware. Oh, that was them? Uh-huh, in May of 2017. That was nuts. Which is the also the extortion and attempted extortion of victim companies from 2017 through 2020, because they were using it to steal sensitive data and Everything. deploy yeah. other it, ransomware. That was a nuts one. Mm-hmm. They developed several malicious cryptocurrency applications from March of 2018 through at least September of 2020. These included Celis Trade Pro, World Bitbot, iCryptoFX, Union Crypto Trader, Coupe Wallet, CoinGo Trade, Derusio, Crypto Neuro Trader, and Ants2 Whale. And that gave North Korean hackers a backdoor into victims' computers. So, rude dudes, if you have any of those, you're screwed. So, wait, they didn't just, like, take the people's money. They just wanted to get into their computer. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, So, if it is free, you are the product. Completely. Completely. So, they targeted hundreds of cryptocurrency companies and the theft of tens of millions of dollars worth of crypto, including... $75 $75 million from a Slovenian cryptocurrency company in December of 2017, mm-hmm. $24.9 from an Indonesian crypto company in September of 2018, $11.8 million from a financial services company in New York in August of 2020, um, in which the hackers used crypto neurotrader application as backdoor. Okay. So this, huh. the quantities are insane. Yeah. Um, do you know what spear phishing is? Fishing with a PH? Uh-huh. Just like hush puppy with an I? Yes, but please tell me, Elizabeth, what is spear phishing with a PH? Thank you for asking. It's a type of phishing campaign, PH phishing, mm-hmm. that targets a specific person or group and includes information known to be of interest to the target, such as current events or financial documents. So the North Koreans pulled off a ton of these from March of 2016 through February 2020 that targeted employees of the U.S. cleared defense contractors, (laughs) energy companies, aerospace companies, technology companies, U.S. Department of State, Department of Defense. They did it with like Kim Kardashian updates. Oh, yeah, totally. They're like, want to see the video? Click here. Um, Then there was... You'll never believe this dress. (laughs) Oh, my God. Then there was the development and marketing in 2017 and 2018 of the Marine Chain Token to enable investors to purchase fractional ownership interests in marine shipping vessels. What? Supported by a blockchain. What? Which would allow North Korea to obtain funds from investors secretly, control interests in marine shipping vessels, and evade U.S. sanctions. Wow. Right. That's quite a list. Where there's a will, there's a North Korea. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you digest that list. Yes. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll check back in with our main attraction, Hush Puppy. That's Hush Puppy with an I. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. 
They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Zarin. Elizabeth. Close your eyes. Oh, wow. You just came right at me with it. I know. Okay. Wait, wait, I know. wait, wait. No warm up. My eyes are closed. I want you to picture it. Yes. It's February of 2019, and you are a vice president at the Maltese Bank of Valletta in where else, Malta. <laughs> Things just haven't gone well for you today. You slept through your alarm, and you had to race out the door, only to find that the neighbor's dog had tipped over your garbage can and strewn your trash all over the block. No time for that. You'll take care of it when you get home. You stop at the cafe next to the bank and are almost hit by a bike as you enter the shop. As you walk out, cappuccino in hand, another bike almost hits you, and you spill your drink all over your new suede shoes. You head into the bank's enormous headquarters, hoping for a calm day to counter your terrible morning. All is quiet, and you cross the large lobby and head for the elevators. You get to your desk, and your assistant is already there, clicking through the reconciliations of international transactions that went through overnight. There's a pause as he stops to check something on the screen. He sighs loudly and keeps clicking. Just then, the phones begin to ring. Not just yours, but everybody's. You answer your line and listen intently at the stern voice on the other end. You gasp. <gasps> no! It seems your bank has been the victim of a cyber attack. International payments went to banks in Britain, the Czech Republic, the United States, and Hong Kong. But there were discrepancies. The money went out, but there wasn't enough money in there in the first place to send. It is chaos in the office. Phones ring, fax machines whir, papers fly, keyboards clack. 11 payments totaling 13 million euros went out, and now the bank is trying to get it all back. You watch helplessly as the Bank of Valletta suspends its operations and closes branches all over Malta, closes ATMs all over the world. It shuts down its website, sending customers in other countries into a panic because they can't use their credit or ATM cards. The funds would eventually be charged back and everything would be fixed, except for your suede shoes. Oh, my blue suede shoes. No fixing those. So the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office, they got seizure warrants authorizing the FBI to seize cryptocurrency stolen by North Korean hackers from a victim in the indictment, a financial services company in New York held at two cryptocurrency exchanges. The seizures included cryptocurrencies in amounts that like came up to about $1.9 million, which would be returned to the victim. So John, Kim, and Park, they were all charged with one count of conspiracy to commit computer fraud and abuse, and that carried a statutory minimum, maximum sentence of five years in prison, and one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and bank fraud, which carries a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison. They're, they're being, all this is taking place in absentia. They're still in North Korea, correct? Yeah. Okay. So the charges don't stop there. July 29th, 2021, a boss, a.k.a. Hush Puppy with an I, mm -hmm. admitted being involved in a conspiracy to defraud a Qatari businessman of more than a million dollars. Uh, he admitted to money laundering, quote, through bank accounts around the world that included several other cyber and business email compromise schemes that cumulatively caused more than $24 million in losses. Damn. So that was in a released statement. A boss pleaded guilty to the charges April 20th, 2021. 420, bro. <laughs> uh, good day, good day. Abbas identified a deputy commissioner of police in Nigeria, Abi Kiari, as an accomplice in his $1 million um, Qatari scam deal. The next day, the FBI arrested Kiari, who was further implicated after a conversation that took place between him and Abbas was released. Hmm. So what's the Qatari scam? Abbas and the other defendants faked financing a school by posing as bank officials. And they made a fake website in order to convince this Qatari businessman to relinquish the requested funds. And according to Wilkinson, the scammers also, quote, bribed a foreign official to keep the elaborate pretense going after the victim was tipped off. Wow. Yeah. So one thing I'm noticing is that they go for a lot of, like, um, 
high dollar targets. Yeah. So obviously, you know, uh, institutions and stuff that have the money, banks and so forth, but also individuals. And from what I understand, or at least what Hollywood makes me believe is that if you go after enough of them, they'll hire a hitman from one of you the various think? hitman agencies that are think? out there for the ultra rich. And then they would just take these people down with like former military people. Apparently, think? Hollywood has been misleading me I think about how so. easy it is for these rich people to hire one of these <laughs> ultra elite assassins to so. take out somebody who's <laughs> taken a million dollars from them. Well, yeah, I think so. Well, the, the, the scammers, they got $1.1 million from the Qatar. Sure, I know, man. but I'm saying, but none of them are hiring the No, the, the, the no, he hit just man. sat there and cried while they turned around and yeah. they used the, that money to, quote, purchase a Richard Meal RM1103 watch, which was hand-delivered to a boss in Dubai and subsequently appeared in Hush Puppy's social media posts. <laughs> Aha! Busted by the gram. Always with the big watches. Yeah, always. So official documents said that a boss also used some of the money to allegedly obtain, quote, St. Christopher and Nevis citizenship, as well as a passport for a boss obtained by creating a false marriage certificate and then bribing a government official in St. Kitts. Are there like any legitimate citizens of Nevis and like St. Kitts or know. Antigua or any I of those? Like, feels I'm like sure there are. I'm sure there's a lot of I'm locals. Sure there are. But I mean, the people who want to go become oh, no, no, citizens. No. The incomers? That's no. what I mean. Like when no, it's no, like, no. hey, a recent citizen who's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, they're all shady. And I, and I won't apologize for that broad statement. <laughs> so a boss, though, Hush Puppy, he had his defenders, Hush Puppy loyalists. Um, a Lagos driver uh, described him as, quote, generous, further saying he used to buy beer for everyone around. Well, then, hey. I'm sorry. Let him go. Cut I him take loose. it back. Man, that generous. He, he did, bought beer for everyone he around? He did, though, get two imams to write a letter for him appealing for leniency, um, saying that he helped out widows and orphans on a regular basis and that he made donations to food programs. Look, if you're buying beer for widows and orphans, I don't care what's I mean, been, come on. you're doing the Lord's work. So, oh, well. Well, yes. too bad, so sad. Uh, a boss gets sentenced to 11 years in prison. Oh, didn't and he see was that coming. ordered to pay 1.7 uh, million in restitution to two different fraud victims. Yeah. So September 9th, 2020. They must have seized all the assets. I think so. He hand wrote a three-page letter to the judge telling him all about his two years in detention. Like he did two years, <laughs> he writes this letter. It was terrible. And our researcher, Andrea, wanted it noted that he has really cool handwriting. Really? Uh, yeah. So in the letter, <laughs> he wrote Good note. Good he note. wrote, quote, Since I have been incarcerated, I have had enough time to reflect on the past. And I regret letting greed ruin the good name of my family, my blessing, and my name. Your Honor, I make no excuse for my actions, and I take full responsibility for what I've done. If I could turn back the hand of time, I would make an entirely different decision and be more careful in the choices and friends I make. If I could turn back time. <laughs> well, and like, he wasn't just apologizing <laughs> yes. in this three-page letter. That was good. Do it again. No, I can't. All right. I don't know how I did that. Do you give it like, I'll do it like it's a um, car commercial. All right, give it to me a little bit. Put a little more emphasis, more oomph. If I could turn back time. That's great. That's no? great. Thank no? you. Okay. Uh, Did I get so the job? <laughs> you totally got your hired. Um, so this letter, yes. it also explained in detail how his co-conspirators would reach out to him to decide which business to scam or to request bank information to transfer illegally obtained funds. Okay. So he's already busted, but he's like, you know what? I got I got to tell you more. <laughs> I got one more. Like, you guys, guys didn't ask the right questions. <laughs> so so let me just... Hush Puppy's life is like something out of Hollywood, not just the Instagram glamour of it, yeah. but the criming. More out of Nollywood. But yeah, I'm so, with you. So you know what that means. Yeah. The cameras came calling. Oh. There are documentaries about Hush Puppy from both Bloomberg and BBC Africa. Okay. And Curtis James Jackson III, mm -hmm. a.k.a. 50 Cent, oh, yes. has entered the chat. No. He announced on Instagram in November of 22 that he intends to shoot a series about the life of a boss. Wow. Like a one of the power series? I guess. So instead of getting rich or die trying, Hush Puppy got rich and then tried lying. <laughs> hey! Um... Do you know how much Hush Puppy with an I made off the various scams and cyber attacks? That, like, what was his take home? Well, I don't understand the question. Do you mean how much he pulled or how much was in his house? How much of like his, not was even in his house because some of that has, had yeah, to be, but like how much did he spend of all the stuff that he got? How much did he get to spend? $24 oh. million. Dollars. I was going to say $24 million. You got it. Good job. Yeah, that is look at right. me. Nice. <laughs> what is your ridiculous takeaways, Aaron? Thank you for asking. That you just totally believed I said $24 million like right <laughs> after you did and you thought I said that? <laughs> I didn't think that at all. <laughs> no. Uh, my ridiculous takeaway is 
I can't believe that the founder of Hush Puppy would go and do all this stuff. I mean, like, <laughs> sir, you brought us these wonderful shoes. Your family's going to be so disappointed. I mean, a soft-soled shoe man He's, should not be involved in these types of and crimes. And his co-conspirator, Thon McCann. <laughs> no, uh, in all honesty, I can't believe is how prolifically successful these people are doing, like, stuff that, like, in all honesty, I wish I understood better. Because I'm like... I know, right? I hear this stuff. And I have a lot of friends who are, like, really high-level, like, like hackers types and they start saying stuff and i'm just like in my head like is that spelled with a ph or with an f like that's what i'm doing i'm like honestly i'll be real about it i just am in the constant panic that i'm gonna accidentally click on something thanks for asking um that you know i think i'm pretty savvy but i don't know they get more and more clever oh i don't click on anything yeah no i've been like that for seven years now like i (laughs) I mean, also all the hacker friends taught me. So, like, my passwords were like twenty-one letters long because, like, twelve letters or whatever was the number that oh, I yeah, needed to get past. Oh yeah, but you gotta past. have like hyphens and all sorts oh, of other. So I have all that stuff, garbage. but like, it's all super long. Like, and all the stuff that they have me doing, they're basically like. And the one person showed me this. This is what I say seven years ago. Like fifteen years ago, I watched someone take over someone else's computer from a distance, and they had no idea that they could do it. And they just it was like, oh, I'll take over your computer. And so they'd send some email, and while the person's talking. And they're clicking through their emails, and yeah. that, I guess that was what allowed them to get in. And I couldn't believe it. That was way back in the day. I know now it's got to be like, oh, you looked at your phone, and I could see your eye, and that allowed <laughs> me to use facial recognition <laughs> on an app I have, and now I, I've given all your money I know. away. So my feeling is like, fine, take whatever. I don't oh, have I anything. Have, yeah, I just make sure I don't that have anything. I put so in lots of different accounts, and it's all over the place. I'm like, look, take from this one, just leave me the <laughs> other one. That that that's my pork chop money. <laughs> That's all I have for today. You can find us online at RidiculousCrime.com. We're also at RidiculousCrime on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. Leave us a talk back on the iHeart app. Reach out. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Dave. I'm at Pimento Cheese with a Z on Instagram. Kustin. Research is by Marissa Chicken and Dumplings Brown and Andrea Hoppenjohn, song Charpentier. The theme song is by Thomas Tomato Pie Lee and Travis Sweet Potato Dutton. Host wardrobe is provided by Botany 500. Executive producers are Ben Red Beans Bolin and Noel Rice Brown. If I could turn back time. <laughs> Ridiculous crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Matcha. I love matcha. So rich and smooth. Do you love matcha love? Yep. Matcha love is the best in the biz. Experience the vitality of the whole tea leaf. So many powerful health benefits. You know what else I love? Sweet treats. You are in luck. Matcha's great for baking. Can you make cookies or cheesecake with matcha? Yes. Or your other favorites, ice cream or madeleines. Yes. Delicious. Matcha love. Get 25% off all matcha love products on itoen.com. Using code CRIME. That's code C-R-I-M-E at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and itoen.com.